Well, 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 what it is, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of You're All Morons, hosted by yours truly, the, uh, you know, if I can be so humble, the world-renowned historian, Kev. It is, uh, in fact, July the 22nd, 2017. I got a glass of whiskey in my hand, and I got some things on my mind, so uh, let's just jump right in. Working on my preacher voice, by the way. I hope that's okay. I hope that that uh, accent that I'm doing is not uh, offensive to anybody or uh, you know annoying to anybody. But if it is, uh, fuck off. I don't really care. I really don't. <laughs> so, so I had a whole idea for a podcast tonight that was gonna be like a like a Trump uh, via V candidate John McCain in 2008, like. Uh, like, uh, uh, obviously, like, getting the idea because McCain got horribly sick this past week and, you know, got, like, a terrible brain cancer diagnosis and um, uh, the prognosis for which is not great. And I have a lot I could say about John McCain, um, some positive, some negative, uh, probably uh, a, a lot more positive, frankly. Like, like I like John McCain a lot. I think he got um, uh, utterly fucked in 2000 by uh, George W. Bush, but um, a lot of things he's done since 2000 uh, have a lot to be desired. But I am not about to kick a guy when he's down. Uh, so basically, I was uh, just going to juxtapose the uh, the game show hosts, um, you know, complete adoption and uh, co-opting of uh, crazy right-wing, like, racist ideology a la, like, Obama birther conspiracies, uh, anti-immigrant sentiment, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, with McCain's, um, like, shutting down of his own crazy racist, like, right-wing supporters, like, back in 08. Like, like back when that woman said in October of 08 that Obama was an Arab. You know, he, he's, uh, uh, we have concerns, and he's an Arab. And McCain was like, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. He's a decent family man. He's a, uh, a great American, and he's a he's a, uh, someone that I have political disagreements with. You know, as, as if like family man were the obverse to like Arab, but whatever. Like there can obviously be like good Arab family men, but you know, leaving that aside. I was going to juxtapose how McCain rejected that openly racist support and Trump simply embraced that alt-right powder keg. And I still hope to do that show, but I'm not going to do that show tonight. Uh, something else has caught my attention, and that something else is uh, television, specifically HBO's Confederate. So... David Benioff and D.B. Weiss are the showrunners of the uh, somewhat, kind of, sort of popular TV show called Game of Thrones. I don't know. You maybe may have heard of that once or twice, but uh, they have come under fire for their planned new show, Confederate. It was announced uh, this past Wednesday, actually. Uh, Confederate would uh, take place in a world where the South had won the Civil War, and successfully ceded from the Union, eventually turning into a modern state where uh, slavery had evolved into a modern institution. So the show would like chronicle events like leading into the uh, Third American Civil War, with with uh, like a rich tapestry of characters including uh, freedom fighters, abolitionists, 
slave hunters, politicians, and um, yeah, stuff like that. So it's kind of like uh, Amazon Prime's The Man in the High Castle, which is uh, w- instead of what if the South had won the Civil War, uh, The Man in the High Castle is uh, what if the Nazis had won World War II. So a uh, rather similar counterfactual idea. The series will be Benioff and Weiss's uh, first post-Thrones production and will not begin production until after Thrones concludes. So, your world-renowned historian, that is to say me, would like to go on record and say that this Confederate show sounds fucking great. Uh, HBO is pretty much uh, batting a thousand on their dramas. Uh, Benioff and Weiss seem to kind of know what they're doing like it's a really cool provocative premise that would lead to some really interesting like world building from a storytelling standpoint there's actually an entire youtube channel devoted to this kind of thing called the alternate history hub with lots of fun animations and like really thought-provoking ideas about what ifs in history you know there's also uh this book series what if like describing much the same sort of uh, counterfactual events like, what if Antony and Cleopatra had defeated Augustus at Actium? You know, that kind of thing. How would the world be different? So as a world-renowned historian, you know, I, I think this stuff has a lot of value. Actually, I, I mean, not least because it gets people involved in history in a way that, uh, like, technical scholarly articles cannot do. You know, things like uh, Confederates and what if... And the alternate history hub and historical fiction are the gateway drug to more scholarly history. If somebody gets interested enough reading a novel about fictional characters in ancient Rome, like if somebody gets interested in a show about the American Civil War, like maybe they pursue the topic a little further and they learn a little more about their, uh, their own societal upbringing, how we got where we are today, and thus, you know, the world is a little better off because we're all, as a whole a little more educated. You know, beyond that, it helps to remind us that the past is not simply a movie, that this was not the only way that everything could have gone. You know, it 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 argues against teleology, that sort of like long progressive march towards like this obvious finish line. You know, because that's not how the world works. Like things could have gone any number of ways. And where we are today is the result of like a basically infinite number of potential choices, realities, and random chances. Like counterfactuals remind us of that. So I think this show sounds fantastic. But if you thought it was gonna bring out the crybabies, well, my friend, you have earned yourself a cookie. Yes, the show was announced two days before this recording, and the backlash has been uh, fierce and immediate. And uh, where do we do our uh, virtue signaling, boys and girls, in the 21st century? That's right, on Twitter. Allow me to quote CNN.com. Quote, still, on social media, backlash to the idea began almost immediately, with many objectors decrying what they said was the potentially harmful nature of the premise considering the divisions that already exist in American politics. Unquote. My God, that sounds serious. Now, before I uh, d- dive into the uh, specific criticisms of the show concept uh, from all these Twitter and uh, Internet people, I just want to make uh, one sort of a overarching comment on the whole thing. 
you know, if you have to identify me with a single political ideology, it is certainly the American left. Or maybe the left of Western civilization in general. I don't know. I don't know as much about the left as I should, but it's I, I identify certainly with the American left. You know, I believe in a robust social safety net, uh, unions, national health care. I believe in all these things. I believe that the, uh, the prison system in America is uh, sickeningly medieval and uh, demands immediate and drastic ground-up reform. I believe in a highly progressive tax system, uh, you know, government-enforced equality for all LGBT people and people of color, etc., etc. You know, I believe in all these things. That is but a few issues in which I find common cause with the American left. You know, th- th- this is a debate that happens within even the field of history. You know, the, like, the, is a German able to write Mexican history? Or is a Chinese guy able to write, like, European history? Or vice versa for any of those? You know, maybe this is just my upbringing as a modern American who writes about ancient Greek and Italian history. But as far as I'm concerned, any sufficiently talented historian should be welcome to write about any field of history that they find fascinating or that they identify with. You know, this is all even crept over into, like, movies occasionally. And the results have worked out. Like, famously, uh, Martin Scorsese was offered Schindler's List, but he felt that a Jewish director would do it more justice. So uh, he offered it to Steven Spielberg. And the result was, uh, according to the American Film Institute, the ninth best film ever made. You know, would Scorsese's version have measured up? Like, we don't know because it didn't get made. You know, we'll never know. You know, obviously Spielberg's film was like one for the ages, but your mileage may vary on Sp- on uh, Scorsese's decision to give it up. You know, I-, I don't think your own heritage has anything to do with how well you, c- you can depict and analyze any historical event. But again, that's just my opinion. Your mileage may vary. But at least from a political standpoint, you know, this kind of thing with uh, Confederate always exposes the worst of American liberalism. You know, th- this is a microaggression, safe space, triggered liberalism at its absolute worst. You know, th- it's, it's very tempting to just dismiss the critics of this show as like wussy, whiny, baby snowflakes. But I'm not going to do that. You know, w- when the other side says snowflake, when they say as an insult the word social justice warrior, this is precisely what they're talking about stuff like this show but at at the same time like i'm not going to just dismiss their criticisms out of hand i'm actually going to try to address them like one by one i don't want to straw man anybody i'm not going to summarize their argument to make them look stupid i'm going to try to address the critiques as they state them as best and as sensibly as i can and by the way i'm leaving out names when i talk about this uh You know, on the off chance some internet troll hears this and decides to, like, harass these people, I I, I wouldn't want to be responsible for that. And I'm going to do, like, a different voice for the people I'm quoting, just so you know when it's me and when it's them, just because it's a podcast and not a video. You know, it's not meant to be derogatory. And, like, by the way, don't get mad at me for quoting random Twitter people. Like, like, these are all people who were quoted in major mainstream news sources about the backlash against the announcement of Confederate. Like, these are critics of the announcement quoted in mainstream news articles. So, in any event, on to the criticisms. Says a Twitter guy, That new Confederate alt-history is such a bad idea, and I can't wait to see it crash and burn in a PR nightmare. Well, 
Twitter guy. You did you did not suggest a reason as to why it's a bad idea, but you did suggest that it will be a PR nightmare. And I would suggest to all of you that that quality of PR is uh, independent of the quality of an idea. You know, if the particular zeitgeist of an era is going against any idea, that doesn't mean that idea is intrinsically bad. You know, really, all this guy is hoping for is that uh, Confederate will fail in the arena of public relations, which at the end of the day means nothing. Like, all that means is, like, where our social justice compass happens to be pointed on this particular day is, like, you know, who who we're trying to appease. On, on that day. You know, now, obviously, like, there are some intrinsic truths upon which we can all agree. Like, slavery, like, enslaving our fellow homo sapiens is horrific and wrong. Like, that is an intrinsic, undeniable truth. You know, making a television show about it, where nobody is actually literally harmed, is an entire other ball of wax. Says a different Twitter lady, It's so messed up that a show like Underground gets cancelled. But HBO greenlights this Confederate mess. Keep it, says the Twitter guy. HBO didn't want to pick up Underground, but Confederate sounded like the next best thing. Okay. You know, look, I haven't seen Underground, but it sounds awesome. It sounds like a fucking cool premise, and if well executed, I have no doubt it could be a fucking great, great TV drama. Like, like Harriet Tubman's story is ready-made for television, or like a great, like, Hollywood biopic. But here is the problem. You know, let me explain to you how television works, random Twitter lady. You know, sometimes really cool shows get canceled way too early. You know, Deadwood, Arrested Development, uh, two of my favorites of all time, by the way, uh, canceled way before their time. And sometimes really lame-ass shows keep on going on forever. Uh, (coughs) Big Bang Theory. (laughs) Uh, Oh, sorry. I'm going to clear my throat. Uh, The point is, uh, Underground might have been good. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but it sounds really cool. But the thing is, its second season declined 40% in the ratings. 40%! That's a bad sign. That's a bad, bad sign. You know, network executives don't plan their programming based on what kind of social justice they can reap for the world. They plan their programming based on what will bring eyeballs into their product. And thus, what will bring dollar dollar bills, y'all! onto their shareholders. It has literally nothing, nothing to do with the social justice content of their programming, of any show. If you drop 40% in your second season, bye-bye, nice knowing you, thanks for coming. Doesn't matter the content. On the other hand, you know, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss are currently doing rather well for themselves to the tune of like 15 to 16 million viewers per week. On Game of Thrones. Hollywood will always follow the hot hand, regardless of the social justice content. If Benioff and Weiss wanted to make a show about killing kittens, somebody would give them a look. They would. Says a Twitter guy, what if the South won? Greenlit. What if Nazis won? Greenlit. What about women slaves? Greenlit. What about Harriet Tut? No, fam. So... Okay, like, this is just another tweet about Underground, and I suspect a couple other shows. Like, so the first premise he's talking about is Confederate. The second premise he's talking about is uh, the man in the high castle, the what if the Nazis won. And the third one I suspect that he's talking about is The Handmaid's Tale. 
And the fourth, like like the NAFAM thing he's talking about is uh, Underground. So I guess I have to point out that of the existing shows that Twitter guy compared Underground to, um, the difference is that the other ones are hits. Like lots of people watch them. Regardless of their content, they have lots of viewers. And of the shows that don't exist, man, like if, if somebody made a show that got like 15 to 16 million viewers a week, you'd probably give them another shot at a new show, right? Like, I don't know. That strikes me as a good business decision. I don't know. That seems smart to me. I don't know. Like, like Twitter guy seems to think that like making shows about people means that we like them. It's like, no, no. Like, listen, Twitter dude, that, that is not the case. Like we make shows about compelling people. You know, like think of it like Time Magazine's Man of the Year. We watch what they do regardless of how we view their morality. And that either draws viewers or it doesn't. And if it doesn't, that doesn't mean that it was a bad show. And it certainly doesn't mean that the show was unworthy of like dramatic analysis or, you know, dramatic treatment. It just means that it didn't connect with viewers at the time. And so it got canceled because uh, television is a business. Says a Twitter lady, the fandom for the new HBO show Confederate is going to be tragic. Can you imagine how much harmful imagery they're going to produce? <sighs> okay. If you're listening, Twitter lady, I want you to listen closely. Listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. I want you to imagine an HBO drama about slavery. HBO drama about slavery. Do you really think that the slavery side will be presented positively. Do you really think that? You really think this is just going to be like Birth of a Nation? From the guys that made Game of Thrones, the very epitome of a story about fucked up people and gray morality, and there are no good guys and bad guys, but you definitely fucking know who the bad guys are, you really think they're going to present slavery as like a positive thing in the United States? You really fucking believe that? You think they're going to produce one single image about how slavery was okay in the world of their show? Is even remotely okay? If you think that, you are fucking high. Says a Twitter person of indeterminate gender. Give me the confidence of white showrunners telling HBO they want to write slavery fanfic. (sighs) And again, where do we begin? Uh, This is a stupid tweet. Like, almost not even deserving of a response, but, you know, in certain other ways, deserving of a great response. So, here goes. Do they actually believe that the the writers of this show are writing slavery fanfic? Like, like that they're writing things that they want to see happen? Because that's a characteristic of fan fiction, right? That you write things that you want to see happen. Like, you... You get characters together that, uh, you know, the proper Canaan writers didn't, like, get together, etc. Like, if, if you say fanfic, that means you want to see it happen. So this person believes that that's what the, uh, the, the writers of Confederate want to see happen. Uh, I have an answer for you. No. Like, obviously, of course not. And, and by the way, they've already fucking addressed this. Uh, Malcolm and Nichelle Spellman are uh, Benioff and Weiss's co-producers. And they are both, um, if you care about this, uh, African-Americans. Says a Twitter lady, it is exhausting to think of how many people at HBO said yes to letting two white men envision modern-day slavery. And offensive. (sighs) Okay.
Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So because white guys, uh, Benioff and Weiss, are the showrunners, you disregard the contributions of everyone else. You disregard the contributions of uh, the Spellmans, who believe in this project and have seen the scripts unlike you, Twitter lady, who has seen nothing beyond that a couple of white guys want to uh, talk about slavery. But really, at the end of the day... Uh, the question is not how many people say yes to a white guy talking about slavery, but how many people said yes to David Benioff and D.B. Weiss talking about whatever they want to talk about. Because you see, Twitter lady, they have earned that via their prior success, via Game of Thrones. Until they fail in the business they have chosen to be a part of, they have earned that credibility, regardless of subject matter. The ratings speak for themselves, says another Twitter lady. It plays to a rather concrete American fantasy. Slavery that never ends. Becoming a permanent state for black people. Repugnant. Okay, Twitter lady. You know, I, I believe the new Jim Crow is a real thing. Like the criminal justice system is horribly, disgustingly skewed against black people. Uh, you know, black people are disproportionately sent to the death penalty, disproportionately sentenced to life, life without uh, higher sentences for lower crimes than white people are. That's uh, if you argue against any of that, I think you're a moron. You know, you, you just have to look at the stats. All you have to do is look at the stats and you can see that that. Uh, that whole system is weighted against black people. You know, every horrible penalty we have, we reserve more for people of color than for anyone else. And I find that horrifying. And it uh, needs to be fixed like yesterday. However, you, Twitter lady, said that this is an American fantasy. You uh, claim that America fantasizes about slavery never ending. And, uh, that means you hung it on everybody. And that is kind of fucked up, really. Because for some of us, you know, our, our fantasy is that we all just see each other as people, regardless of gender or race. But, you know, as far as this specific show goes, you know, I assume you mean that that means that the man in the high castle is some, like, patriarchal fantasy about keeping the Jews, like, permanently oppressed or whatever. Or... Wait, may maybe it's just that we're students of history and that talking about history doesn't mean we endorse it? Could that be? Could it be? It's probably more likely that we're all just a bunch of racist shitbags, right? Like it's all a big conspiracy to keep everyone else down. You know, the, the, the backlash against this HBO show uh, disgusts me. It, it's, it's a backlash against free speech and it's a backlash against uh, interesting history. It's a prime example of the American left eating themselves and virtue signaling and trying to show that we are holier than thou. You know, if the left hopes to win elections in the future, we are fighting the wrong opponent. But anyways, that's it for your all morons. Be good, kiddos. This is the world-renowned historian. Out. Out.